bitch is bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Amy. And we're at our misogynist of the week, who should surprise no one that it is Cesar Sayoc, the suspected mail bomber who sent mail bombs to prominent Democrats, including Joe Biden, Maxine Waters, and basically anybody who's been an outspoken critic of President Trump. He was arrested on Friday in Plantation, Florida. No, I didn't make that up. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so basically, here's why he's our misogynist of the week. Uh, A political commentator on Friday said she was threatened on Twitter by him two weeks ago after she appeared on Fox News. And the social media network did nothing to stop him. Rochelle Ritchie, who regularly appears as a Fox News panelist, said a Twitter account registered to Cesar Altieri with the username HardRock2016 instructed her on October 11th to hug her, lo- to quote, hug your loved ones real close every time you leave home. So, Richie reported the tweet to Twitter um, and they did nothing. Now, ever since this <laughs> this story, quote unquote, blew up, pun intended, uh, the account has been suspended by Twitter. And on Friday afternoon, uh, Richie received an email from Twitter that said, Please disregard our last reply as it was sent in error. We apologize for any inconvenience. We've investigated and suspended the account you reported as it was found to be participating in abusive behavior. Gee, thanks, Twitter, after the fucking fact. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? This response in error is bullshit, in my opinion. And um, yeah, so... Ever since then, um, a lot of people and especially a lot of women and women of color who are consistently abused on Twitter um, have been talking about, again, the social media network's lack of response and just not taking these threats seriously. And here now we have a pipe bomb suspect who they passed off as not in like initially not violating the rules in terms of conditions of the network. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's interesting that despite the year that they've had of being called out for failing to respond to threats online that you know as early or as recently as October 11th they were still not taking making any changes or strides in how they um, actually you know 
apply and implement their rules of engagement on on Twitter. So like they've had many opportunities to correct this conduct. They've been told time and time again uh, that this does result in violence. We've seen other examples throughout the last couple of years of people acting on threats that they made online. Um, And Twitter seems to not take any of this at all seriously. I mean, and it's it's fine. I mean, we talked about this before. And the truth of the matter is behind these uh, checks on these threats online, it's not an individual, but it's typically AI. It's sec- it's the tech that they use to screen the word choices that are in the tweets. So it's not an individual making a review as a reasoned person to say, oh, this is a threat. Like the words put together in this way may not like to an, a computer read as threatening because they don't say die motherfucker die but like they do say that like they're sending bombs after you across the evergreen swamps and hug and we're gonna see you next and hug your family goodbye at every turn it's like plainly a threat to uh you know people who are sentient and can apply logic and reasoning in reviewing comments we were joking before this came on about like all the weird ads that we get like erica just got an ad for like a megan kelly shit which like <laughs> it's I, like watch megan kelly's show and i'm like which is now can both canceled <laughs> now but also like the thing you were just critiquing so why would you watch it? and i was saying like i get ads on facebook all the time for trips to israel <laughs> and i just it's like they just yeah they so obviously the app just like doesn't get it and like that's not what this stuff is for so when we talk about threats and community and violence and community rules of engagement like twitter has to fucking hire actual people to review these comments and and you may say it may not have made a difference be like what is him being kicked off twitter gonna do but like i think you know twitter not necessarily monitoring the feeds of people, but us like sort of reporting and like reviewing these things like is still really important for like discourse and our environment, like in our environment and then real like threats that are, are more imminent and more um, pressing could get forwarded on to potentially I was law just enforcement. thinking that I mean it's tricky to say that because we don't want a police state that reviews our Twitter accounts and then sends actual police officers to the door um, but there are degrees of what the what threats or language online are um, and I just think there's you know it's just troubling that um, the targets of these types of attacks are so often um women and racialized folk but when it comes to which which accounts twitter does shut down it's comedians and it's like you know folks making parody accounts and people like calling out powers that be or like you know using maybe saying something against someone who has a verified account uh that is somewhat critical or rude those ones get taken. Like I've no comedian, like a real like progressive comedians who will like say something snarky and like they get picked off. But then, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it seems like um, the uh, the 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 consistency is is lacking. Number two, I find it interesting that um, AI is touted as some sort of there's this belief that it's some sort of of correction to humanity. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, you actually need 
the labor force, a labor force. I know that Twitter doesn't like to, you know, employ actual people, but this is a good example of why the computer cannot replace people. And exactly what you were saying, like Twitter could have like instituted years ago, literally years ago, um, a system exactly that, um, that alerted law enforcement they could have worked with and i know i'm with you i don't want a police state but at the same time you know these kinds of threats are obviously not just always threats and they always start online because you know they just do because the people can these are not people who def who necessarily want to be hidden either and so I just, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, I find too, is is fucking troubling because I heard his recode um, interview and it's basically like, well, I don't like people saying bad things either, but, you know, free speech. Yeah, that's not what free speech means. That's not fucking free speech. And also you are a platform that can create any rules and conditions that you want. You are not governed by principles of free speech. You are not a government institution as the platform creating the rules and conditions for being there. And in the same way that you can make rules that say you own our photos, you know, and you take away, you know, different rights that we had to our intellectual property online or, you know, and collecting our data that would not be allowed elsewhere. And we can may say encroaches on, you know, degrees of our privacy. They don't quite think that you can then say, oh, well, we have to have unfettered free speech on an online forum. Um, exactly. Because free, like unfettered free speech can lead to hate speech yeah. which leads which to fucking is, violence which which is already illegal so like you would actually just be on par with the criminal law which you should always be you know if you yeah anyway it's just so infuriating it's it's so ignorant i think zuckerberg is dumb as fuck honestly like he may be a brilliant in some ways but again in keeping with the theme of our episode earlier this week you know these people know nothing about public policy they know nothing about law they know nothing about like i mean the like history of organizing and people and and of you know like foundational principles of um whether it whether it's the privacy law that they so like they so you know flagrantly skirt i mean you see this with folks coming up now with like all sorts of devices you know we talked in the past about that app where they were like oh and like we match people to jobs and like the jobs are like that much easier to find but like it totally is like not in keeping with minimum wage or anything else and you're like Right, but like just because you made an app like doesn't mean you are not subject to every like the entire right. like, legal regime that right. still exists. Right. And I feel like Zuckerberg and people like him who started things, you know, in what they thought was like the wild, wild west, like, you know, thinking of themselves as cowboys, forget that they still exist in a society that is governed and long since been governed by like a series and very complex matrix of laws and institutions that they are not an exception from. 
Um, and so I think it's just like really ridiculous that they like pick up on like, you know, language like, oh, freedom of speech. Like that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean what you think it means. Um, and you I'm prob- tired of yeah. this freedom of speech bullshit because this idea that freedom of speech means that you could you don't have to face consequences for that speech. It like in any way, shape, or form is not free speech. Well, it's an, always an argument of convenience, too, because people apply it when it favors them. When it favors fr- their it's, opinions. It's free speech if you want to say whatever flagrant offensive things you want to say. Yeah. But when someone calls you a misogynist, suddenly they are, you know, doing something, like they are attacking you and it is offensive to you and how dare you cast me as a racist or as a whatever. Suddenly freedom of speech ceases there because they are being attacked. Like, you see that constantly I know so insulting like it's just so insulting to my intelligence I I know bombarded by these arguments and I think it's like you know pretty unacceptable that someone like Zuckerberg would still continue to advance those arguments and same with at Jack whatever the fuck his full name is of Twitter like he is this he has also in the past said very similar things about wanting to create a platform that is not overly police well that's not what anyone is asking for because we know that if we allowed for that the people being police as they already are because already people are police will be you know folks who are presenting uh progressive like progressive or critical views of, of power structures and, right and powerful right. individuals um and you know like you see like and there's restricted access all the time like facebook did this thing where they would all like for a while and i think they still do where they don't allow you to change your name after so many times mm. you know like so many folks who were captured who were affected by that are like disproportionately affected uh because they're trans or or queer and changing their names or or you know div- like growing into their identities and right. changing and adapting their identities who then were like you know kicked off or blocked or restricted from changing their accounts um, to right. reflect their name changes and it's like you do all sorts of things that police people's activity on Facebook and Twitter all the time you just you apply it in it what I would argue is a discriminatory manner you're not doing it in a way that actually protects I like would, the I interests would, of the of the you know community I would say their whole fucking advertising model is you know is tracking people and policing them online sure like what the fuck that's how you sell your ads so don't tell me about a free fucking platform if we're a free fucking platform then i wouldn't get ads for megan kelly's show okay yeah like i really like seriously this is there and on a larger level and i (laughs) i have this thing against like technocrats in general because they seem to think and i used to like i i really do have this just <clears throat> they seem to think that um they seem to be oblivious about humans and seem to think that that anything having that's not hard um stats or hard information is useless mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think that's what's playing out here is that there is this belief in silicon valley that if it can't be backed up by data then it doesn't fucking matter and it does at the end of the day this guy is the other thing too is that they, this it's not like you just go online and then make a threat usually there's a pattern mm-hmm. and 
I would like to know why there isn't at least a pattern recognition in their technology to kick these either kick these people off or alert them to law enforcement. What where where is that? I don't know. I mean, I I just you know this entire. I'm just very like my rage is just <laughs> seething right now, and um. It may seem weird as somebody who has a business built on, you know, you know, building like digital strategies and so on and so forth. But I'm also I also recognize that there are there should be checks and balances to these technologies. And Mm -hmm. there are none. Mm -hmm. And we have what I remember years ago when there were advocates and people talking about building in these checks and balances usually through government that there was the business community fucking business community the business community industry was like no 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 we should allow them to police themselves really yeah that was a huge mistake and it's not too late to correct it we could regulate the shit out of facebook and twitter as we well should i mean i say they're private they're they're private in a technical sense and that they're they're corporate they're still corporate entities and in our existing laws they could you know create whatever terms of reference or whatever they want they're private in an economic sense. yeah they're private in an economic sense but the reality of what they're doing is providing a, a what is a very public um uh a space uh, and that's and it's become public and central to our lives to the point that we get you know crucial government information that we get um, you know uh, so much of our uh, no, like transparency and accountability of public institutions happens online uh, to varying degrees. We get our news from the from not by online, I mean on social media. Mm-hmm. We get um, you know our our news directly from i mean we watch stories unfold on social media before we watch them on tv most of us don't even watch them on tv we only watch them there yeah Uh, i mean it is a like crucial and primary source of information uh for public in addition to being a public gathering space so you know we can reconceptualize how these places operate by either creating a parallel parallel platform that mimics them and does a similar thing or by, you know, starting to um, exert the power of the, uh, you know, of the collective will onto them through, through regulation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I won't say that we should like, yeah, yeah. I think we, I think that's, and I think that's absolutely needed. Um, I don't think any of us can imagine at this point living in a society that didn't have uh, something akin to Facebook or Twitter. Right. I think I, I know a lot of people obviously do. But even those people, when they read news articles, the news articles, when they cite public opinion are cite, uh, citing embedded tweets, you know, like, yes, yeah, yes, like uh, yes. even if you are not on those platforms, you are impacted by those platforms. We don't survey anymore. We look at a hashtag and we see what the most liked tweet is to discern where public sentiment is about an issue or, you you know, like that's where we gather. You know, in the 
early stages of people trying to figure out who someone is in an incident or, you know, in uh, their background, we always look at their Facebook profile to yep. discern who they are. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, it's just anyway, it's everywhere. It's every it's it's such a huge part of who we are and how we live our lives now, um, both as a collective and as individuals to continue to keep these platforms, um, you know, operating in this way, such bullshit to bring it back to misogyny, uh, you know, it's the, I mean, I should say this episode should be about Twitter. Is, oh, is, yeah. You know, I, and, and, and this yeah. this guy. Twitter is our misogynist. I think of Twitter the is the real misogynist because it's not just this one threat. Like this happens every damn day on Twitter where women receive threats um, and, you know, violence uh, that is not very well veiled. Like it's, you know often pretty plain and face facebook and twitter and twitter especially do nothing to uh res- you know to to restrict that they'll tell you to block something if you don't like it and otherwise they kind of let it go wild mm-hmm. um you know the other thing that agitates me, yeah anyway there's just so many instances of this happening um yeah. this is not the first time that it's happened it's just an unfortunate uh, situation that has like led us to reflect on it more and and hopefully twitter will wake the fuck up well i've been reflecting a lot and you know i even wrote like a twitter essay about this which i'll pin to my um my profile i've been reflecting a lot on gamergate mm. and uh 20 if you don't know what gamergate is in 2014 basically there was this um uh, it was <laughs> it started off really weirdly innocently um but basically i call gamergate as that time that um um the information sort of terrorists kind of really started to coalesce and um let's just say uh a review of a of a of a game kind of let by uh, a woman uh, and I believe she was if I'm not wrong she might have been like a feminist which makes uh, <laughs> uh, which really makes a difference um, so gaming was is a male dominated scene and um, there was an exchange about uh, a review of a game and um the the review was done by a woman and the woman ended up being like it got to the point where uh this exchange was quickly drowned out by these like these far right gamers these MRA these men's right activist type gamers um who resented the intrusion of women into their sort of gaming sort of um i guess industry and they set out to prove um that this person reviewing a game who happened to be a woman was a slut and a whore and all of these things and she was quote unquote a feminist uh said you know in a derogatory way and so they started attacking and harassing women and anyone who supported those women. And the women were doxxed and threatened with graphic terms of rape and death to the point where some had to flee their homes. So 
I think this shocked a lot of people, but that's really where you started seeing this 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 violence in sort of like this organized way. And eventually this kind of underground shit made it to the light and was co-opted by the Republican Party for the most part. Um and this is where you had your 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 like Milos and your Mike Chernoviches and all that kind of come out of the woodwork. Um it has been going on for a be- for since then and now we're actually seeing the perpetuation of the violence that was always being threatened and that social media networks have been slow or to respond to due to i don't know their certain belief in the freedom a quote of their platforms and you know it's like spider-man says or or it may have been (laughs) aaron always has this aaron always like tells me oh you're quoting spider-man and it's true that with all this freedom comes responsibility and the the social media platforms have not really taken their responsibilities seriously all they want is the returns and it seems to me like it's just gotten to the point now where like just today you had people shooting up a synagogue Mm -hmm. or a guy sorry shooting up a synagogue in pittsburgh earlier this week you had a white guy shooting two black people at kroger um plus this 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 dude who sent all these pipe bombs like what the fuck is going on we're in this we're we're now in this state of perpetual violence Mm. do you have anything else to add amy no i mean i am sufficiently disheartened so yeah i think we've did we we achieved what we came here to do yeah yeah (laughs) sorry i i just can't be happy-go-lucky this week because it's 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 been a tough one we're recording on a saturday afternoon and and yeah the the story of the synagogue uh shooting like it's just popping up into our feeds it's a heavy time um and i think it's important to be really critical about everything and you know it's not just the stuff that's really obvious um that is, you know, maybe the the mailed bombs, which the whole thing, the bomb mail outs and the white van that he was in. It's like something out of the not like a 90s, you know, it like is. crime setup. Those, there are those things that have always sort of been there. But it's also about where we are now and what the things that we do every day. How do they contribute to allowing for stuff like this? Like we are all users of social media. Like we have to hold these platforms accountable. We have to look critically at what we are allowing corporations to get away with. And that's what these entities are. We have to think about, um, you know, the places where we organize and meet and gather and be critical about them and think about how are we making those spaces safer for people because the the safety online safety online and safety in public are work in tandem you know people who people who threaten women will go out to threaten and commit acts of mass violence we've seen that more than multiple times this year sadly in the the danforth shooting in the yeah yeah the you know the van attack in toronto like we've felt that really closely um, this individual from the mosque the, shooting is the another mos- one. Yeah, the mosque shooting. All of those folks were 
you know, misogynists as well as, you know, committing acts of violence who also acted online, um, participated in, in really problematic um, online cultures. Um, and, you know, again, you know, this, the, the mega bomber also had charges of domestic violence that were brought against him by his grandmother going back to the nineties. Like this, this type of, um, you know, anyway, this is all, part of it and so you know to think that what happens online doesn't have implications IRL is is bullshit and um, it's important to be critical of them be critical about what our participation in those platforms like looks like so that we can ensure ultimately that everything that it's safer and that we're you know people who threaten violence against other people might actually carry it out you know it's not just threats it's not just words Mm -hmm. it's serious Mm -hmm. and it should be taken seriously absolutely and you know like like i mean i i just i i'm just really i'm just really fucking disheartened too actually i don't even know what to say i i that's okay i just that's okay as long as we you like channel that into something like to be disheartened for a moment it is fine but you know what take it get angry and do something with it like i feel like it's overwhelming at this point and that we're and we're losing Mm -hmm. we're losing the battle and it's about time we we wake the fuck up Mm -hmm. and just be like well you know it doesn't affect me like i don't want to hear that i don't want to hear that anymore Mm -hmm. i don't want to hear people say shit like that Mm -hmm. because eventually it will come to you and to be honest do you want to live in a society where most of the people are being doxxed and targeted and and had violent threats committed against them is that the fucking society you want to live in mm-hmm. like i just want people to wake the fuck up that's my thing yeah people are ask, always asking about how to be good allies i mean you could wait until it affects you but that's not how you do that. Like, you know, there are people who disproportionately feel the impacts of this violence. So if it's not you yet, think about how, you know, you're doing what you're doing to help uh, change uh, that culture for other people. And it may be as simple as, um, you know, showing solidarity online and then pushing, you know, the, the platforms that we're on to do better, pushing for regulation, being part of this conversation and not dismissing it as just, you know, an online one off, you know, one offhand online comment. Exactly. It's not, it's not. If, if they made that comment, if they made that threat once they've made it before. Okay. So I am sufficiently depressed. Um, so, Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bad and B podcast on Twitter at bad and bitchy on Instagram at bad and bitchy pod email us, I guess. Sure. <laughs> bad and B pod at gmail.com. Subscribe to our Patreon. And you know what? There's one way that you can actually like support and al- like be the support this work and uh, be, be an ally. Patreon.com forward slash bad and bitchy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, fine. Bye. 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 Bye.